and welcome back to the What's After This podcast with Business Career Services. This podcast is a chance for us to sit down with employers, recruiters, alumni, and other friends of the Walker College of Business to talk about and answer your questions about what is after your time here with us in the WCOB. Thanks for joining us, and we hope this will give you some insight as you consider what is next. Today on the podcast, I sit down with Jana Martin, a 2016 graduate of the Walker College of Business with a major in economics. To kick off our series about what is after this and highlighting each individual degree, we sit down with Jana, who has spent some time a little all over the world, quite literally, since getting her degree in economics. In this episode, she tells you a little bit about that journey, how it has been beneficial, and some advice for those of you who also may be studying economics or may want a little push in that direction. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jana. Hi, Jana. How are you doing today? I'm great, Annie. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's so good to see you after so many years. Not that many. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Don't throw our age under the bus. Um, For those of you listening, um, I was able to take a few classes with Jana while she was at Appalachian. We were both economics majors and might I add one of the very few female economics majors. Am I right, Jana? That's true. I think we both got excited (laughs) seeing each other in class a few times. 100%, 100%. So thank you for joining us. I don't want to solve your thunder. So let's get started, please. If you will just introduce yourself um, and tell us a little bit about who you are when you graduated, that kind of thing. Okay, well, I'm Jonna Martin and I graduated in December of 2016 with a BSBA in economics. And I really enjoyed my time at Appalachian and I'm back here for the podcast. <laughs> go Mountaineers. Woo, go Mountaineers. Yes, always help, always willing to help fellow Mountaineers. That's something you told me. So let's get right into it. Um, so you just said you have a BSBA in economics. So tell me a little bit about where you are now after you finished your degree. What is your current role? What are you doing these days? Um, I'm currently a cost analyst for Newport News Shipbuilding, which is a subsidiary of Huntington Ingalls Industries. Um, Our organization is the sole provider for nuclear-powered aircraft carriers to the Department of Defense, and we also work with um, General Dynamics and Electric Boat on a few other contracts for the construction of submarines. In my current role, I typically like forecast and compile like what you would call like um, maybe an RFP or FMR cost um, project. And we just take all of our historical data and uh, data from engineers, procurement, whoever in the company, the legal team even, and we submit how much a project will cost to the federal government. Um, We work closely with our contracts team. And generally, we're giving a big multi-billion dollar or multi-million dollar contract initially and then we also have additional costs so that's how we're able to stay employed (laughs) over a long period of time man those are some big bucks when you're talking in the (laughs) millions how does that feel to be creating reports and analyzing data for 
one, that much money, but also two for the federal government? <laughs> um, it is a little daunting at times, but I think back on like, you know, nothing's is more difficult than, you know, some of the classes that we took at Appalachian where they really do prepare you for, you know, those pressure cooker type tests that you find yourself in in the real world. Those things where, you know, maybe a professor's circle that you needed a comma or something like that. I've <laughs> literally worked on contracts where the difference is a comma. And it's those things that really do make you better and you kind of find yourself thankful instead of resentful later down the road. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. And that's encouraging. I'm sure for students to hear that that's important. I found the same thing to be true. I have a supervisor that is extremely, extremely picky about details. And so I think that's just part of, part of what's next. Yeah. So Jonna, did you have any roles before this one between graduation and where you are now? What were you doing between there? Uh, absolutely. So I left Appalachian a little uncertain of what my path was going to be. I didn't really have a job lined up or anything. I didn't really have a clear direction about what I wanted to do. I just knew I was tired and I was done with college <laughs> at that point. Sure, yes. <laughs> and um, I was a little scared. I remember I spoke with Allison in the Leadership Center a ton of times about like, oh my God, what does life look like when I don't like have class all day when I'm not in the library all night? What is like a yeah. regular normal life look like? And she just told me like, think about what you want your life to look like and then do that. So I knew I wanted to travel. I knew if I never like had the opportunity again, I was going to travel. So I moved to Taiwan in the spring of 2017, teaching English, something completely unrelated to economics. Um, yeah. But an adventure, it sounds like. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to go on an adventure. That's what I like yes. traveling. That's what I'm going to do. And it like really helped me realize, like kind of coming back what I wanted to do. And when I got back, I was like, I knew I wanted to go to grad school. I knew I wanted to get a full-time job. And I really understood more that I wanted um, an organization that would help like support me in that journey. Yeah. So I became a production planner and scheduler when I got back with Newport News Shipbuilding, which is basically a project manager with the aircraft carriers and the submarines and stuff. And you're given kind of a unit of that piece of that ship or submarine or whatever you're working on. And it is your baby from beginning to end. You track its progression, you track the material, you just make sure it gets done. And doing that, I was like, this is really awesome. I love project management, but I don't love it that much. And I'm missing <laughs> econ now. And I yeah. decided to like enroll to get my MBA. Um, and then I switched over to the cost side of our organization. And I love it. Awesome. That's such a great story about how you got to where you were. Um, tell, tell me a little bit, if you don't mind about, um, what that mental process of thinking, okay, I graduated, now I'm doing something completely outside of econ teaching, right? And then mm -hmm. coming back to the States and finding a role, still not super um, intertwined with economics and maybe the classes that you took. Um, are you glad that it happened that way? Was it a good process for you to go through or would you rather it have been different? I think it was an amazing process to go through personally because there was so much growth and development as like trying to figure out who I was as a person. You know, we enter mm -hmm. like college at a rel relatively young age and it's a 
path of finding ourselves like academically and like um career like what do we want to do but like who are you as a person like is a whole different question kind of that mm -hmm. needs to be answered and when I went abroad I was like yeah, I'm not a teacher. I don't have it in me to be like, you did a great job all the time. Like, that's not me. And while I love traveling, this is a better opportunity for someone else <laughs> is the best way to put it. And then the process kind of became more of um, who I want to be in mm. the world. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher in the world. That's not my position. I when I came back, I knew I belonged in business. Um, I knew that that's the best person I am is when I'm working and doing something like, you don't wanna spend eight hours a day doing something that you just cannot like stand. You don't wanna stay late, work late. You know, and you never wanna be that person at work that's like, oh, okay, hit on the dot, like running out of the office as soon as like you are off the clock. It's not a good yeah. look. So I knew, <laughs> I'm just saying, I just knew that that was like something I needed to completely like hash out. And that process of find, like going and doing something, finding out that's definitely not it. And then mm -hmm. narrowing it down was like super important in my growth and development. Yeah, I love so many things that you just pointed out there. I think students can so very much benefit from your advice there of asking yourself. I even wrote down a couple things you said. One is who, who are you or who am I as a person, but also who do I want to be in this world? And sometimes it takes more than just a college degree. It takes more experiences than that to really, really figure that out for yourself. So if you're listening, write those questions down for yourself too. <laughs> so I want to veer back to your economics degree. Okay. So thinking back to your time at app, what were some of the most valuable or useful parts of your degree? And if you have any shout outs to professors or classes that were particularly helpful for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, kind of going off of what I uh, previously was talking about, I think of my economics degree in two parts. And the first part is what you know, that's your core curriculum. That's the thing that's like, everyone's gonna know looking at your resume. Everyone looks at my resume and knows like I studied economics. And then the second part is like the who you are. And those are maybe some of the classes you choose to take. Those are the things that you find yourself just gravitating to and you don't understand really why you just enjoy them. And it could be your extracurriculars even. And I believe that though that, that second part of like who you are is almost more valuable in a sense than the actual core curriculum because when you, know, you are looking at four jobs or interviewing with people, um, they ask you about those things. Like they know you studied economics. They know you can do, they don't know who you are though. And mm -hmm. being able to walk into an office and be like, yes, I studied abroad. I remember going to Cuba and Costa Rica. I went to China and Taiwan. And I even went on a cruise at Appalachian and they were like, oh, we see you like traveling. You're really interested in that. Like you've met lots of people. And I was like, yeah, I love talking to people. Like, this is great for me. And they were like, check like communication skills. And you don't realize that that's like how employers process some of your extracurriculars. And I remember my supervisor when she came in, like when she looked at my resume, I'm interviewing with her and everything. And she was like, 
you went to Appalachian? And I was like, yes. And she was like, my family is from Boone. And she's like, what is your favorite thing to do in Boone? And I was like, this has nothing to do with my economics degree at all. You want to talk about Boone and like going to Grandfather Mountain and hiking and stuff. And I'm like, okay. And she was like, I think you'd be a great fit on the team. I'm like, I'm glad that gave you some indication that I can do this job. Yes. Yes. Those little things um, that maybe we don't necessarily think are that important in our development, but they really are. Um, so I would say really, if you are an econ major, maybe diversify a little bit, take some courses outside of economics. And that goes with any major, really. They mm -hmm. know what your major is. They can see that on your transcript. They can see that in your degree, like, they want to see that you can do something else too, that you are like someone they want to talk to at the water cooler, that they want to pick up the phone and ask, how's your day going? You know, that yes. is really important. Yeah, and then, absolutely. Those are great. Thanks for breaking it down to those yeah. two categories. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then I think you asked about some of uh, the professors that I have shout outs to. Yeah. Oh man. I have like a long list. I feel like, um, so in the economics department, I like love, love, love Professor Cherry, who gave like lots of tough love, <laughs> Professor <laughs> McAvoy and Inse, um, Gruthius and Moore. Those are like my favorites. Like I would just remember their classes and I've had that aha moment from stuff in their classes. Yeah. Um, and I was like an unremarkable econ student. I will <laughs> add that. But like you, you just have that like aha moment, like, oh yeah. And then... Um, outside of the economics department, I would say probably Professor Chenard, um, Professor Corley, and Meredith Church Pipes. Like, oh my God, I love Meredith. I remember just sitting in her office sometimes, just talking to her about like just random stuff, traveling, life after graduation. I remember just like thinking, like, I remember being able to go to her with everything and being like, what do I do? Like, how do I figure it out? And she was always very helpful. So yes, yeah. those are all some great folks. So again, if you're listening to this and you're in the econ department, be sure to Brand make out. relationships with your faculty because they yeah. do genuinely care. I mean, if you're listening to this kind of as it's coming out, um, Dr. McAvoy was just named the um, department chair for economics. Ooh, so <laughs> I know, I know we're really excited for him. So there, and all of those folks are still going to be so helpful in looking to create relationships with students. So take, take that advice too. So to wrap us up here, mm -hmm. I want to ask you if you have any overarching advice for economic students, you've definitely given some tidbits along the way. So know that we we've noted those things but if you had to say one or two or three final things for students or people who are getting ready to graduate what would those be um okay well number one if you're about to graduate and you're job searching be open to various job titles and mm -hmm. industries i am in government contracting and kind of more in the manufacturing side of it and i never thought that that's where i would be like i didn't even look for jobs initially in this realm. Um, and sometimes taking a job with an organization that you might not really fully understand why you got hired for is like the best path into an organization. I took a planning and scheduling job, which really enabled me to learn the business bottom, mm -hmm. like bottom up. Like 
I was in my steel toes and my hard hat and I'm like walking around this giant shipyard and I have no idea what I'm even looking at. But over time, it was like, oh, wow, I need that experience to price it. So here I am. <laughs> um, and then the second bit of advice I would give is it's on your resume that you studied economics, branch out and take other courses, do some other things, like get some extracurriculars in there, really become a well-rounded student. And that is so important. Like you don't want to be that one trick pony um, mm -hmm. type of deal. And then finally, I would say, really think about your quality of life that you want to have. Um, mm -hmm. That's super important for me. One of my favorite aspects of my organization is that they've supported me in getting my graduate degree. I'll graduate in May. Um, I work 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., which is heavenly. They were able to send me, <laughs> yeah, they were able to send me home when I needed to like work from home with the pandemic. And mm -hmm. they have a huge engagement, like Gallup quality of life emphasis. And I'll even say that I know people who, when they graduated, probably like in 08, 09-ish, like in the mm -hmm. Great Recession, there weren't a ton of jobs available and they took them in and the apprentice school and was like, they said, you can like become an electrician or a welder or a pipe fitter or something and we'll pay you for that until we have the openings that you are more qualified for. And now I'm sitting in the office with these people that have had this amazing experience as like, and now they are qualified to be electricians if they want to go start their own business or something like that. And they've gotten their graduate degrees and we're sitting there and it's just this huge network of support. So definitely think about a quality of life um, situation when you're looking for a job and what that organization's culture is like. It's so important in your overall life. It really is. Yes, I absolutely echo that. Those are all great pieces of advice, 100%. If you're listening to this, I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're taking note of all of these parts um, of advice that were offered to you. So once again, finally, thank you so much for your time, Jana. Thank you so much for letting me um, ask you some questions about what you're up to. It's been great to catch up. Ed, thank you, Annie. I really appreciate it. Wasn't that interview with Jana just amazing? I definitely think so. It was so fun for me just on a personal level to get to catch up with her. And I'm so excited for even more interviews similar to this one that I have booked for the podcast. Anyhow, if there are just a couple of things that I hope you take away from this interview is first off, listen to Jana when she implores you to ask yourself the questions about who do you want to be? What is the type of person that you want to be? What quality of life do you want? And then finally, what kind of person do you want to be in this world? What do you want to bring to this world? All of these seem like questions that may not directly apply to your career, but they 100% do. So I hope you will listen to Jana. Jana was also kind enough to offer that if any of you listening have any interest in economics or what comes after economics or working in government contracting or anything like that, she wants to make herself available to you. So I have linked her LinkedIn profile here in the show notes. You can always connect with her and she will for sure be one of those alumna that, uh, that replies to you and stays in touch. 
So please reach out to her and use that resource. Thank you.